Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Brian. The real estate market is crazy. Finding an agent you can trust isn't easy. Thankfully, the one thing I'm more certain of than Brian Schottenheimer calling a running play on second and long is that you can trust John Hurlbut and his team in Altitude Homes. I know John personally, and nobody does it better in Pierce, South King, and Thurston County. So head on over to altitude-re.com HB to get real estate help you need. That's altitude-re.com HB. Or give them a call at 253-222-2626. Again, that's 253-222-2626. Go Hawks! Hey all Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S. and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com, click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks family. game um wow I, I sent out the link to brian and jeff we might even get will on here um will rain city series for those of you guys that know him what did i think about the tyler lockett touchdown fucking insane probably the, I, th- I think it's the highlight of the season so far point out a better play a better throw by a better quarterback um point out a better a better a better catch brian how are you holy shit Holy shit, how did that happen? How are you doing, buddy? Oh my god, I've barely got any voice left, but I've got enough for this fucking conversation. Holy shit. Uh, what are you in the stadium right now? Are you out of the stadium? What what's going I'm, on? Right I'm now? in I'm in a parking garage and some drunk ass blocked like almost all the exits. He just decided to park not in a parking spot, but like basically blocking the exit. Everyone's yeah. trying to figure out how to get through this guy. I think someone's going to run into his car to push it out of the way. Um, so that's what I'm. Wow. So so talk to me. Talk to me through the Tedrick interception first. Uh, what was the reaction in the stadium? You were with Nathan Ernst. For our listeners that don't know, Nathan went to the game with Brian. Brian, what was it like during that interception? Oh my God. Well, I mean, the weirdest part, Evan, was usually when a player makes a play like that, he knows he made the play. Tedrick didn't show any signs that he thought he made that play. He almost looked disappointed. And then I was watching the replay, which is so rare in the freaking stadium that they show a replay. And I'm like, I think he caught that. And, and the, no one in the stadium seemed to get it. And then they watched it again and people started murmuring. And then Pete shows the challenge flag and people start flipping out. And then they show a definitive replay and the stadium's going crazy. I don't know if they were showing this on the TV, 
but the defense went nuts. They all ran down and tackled Tedrick. And then they Tedrick ran all the way down to the other end zone and was high-fiving fans. I mean, for a guy that has been ripped, and I have been the king of ripping him, like, he's been ripped, that had to be just an amazing moment for him. I mean, at no point when I'm telling you I don't think a guy's a good player or should be starting, do I wish bad for things for him like I am so happy for him I'm so happy that play happened and I hope it's the start of something better maybe he'll get more confident maybe he'll make more of those plays but even if he never makes another play that was I can't think of a better interception I've ever seen you know what <laughs> it, uh, I will say this watching it live on the broadcast it did not look like an interception I, it, I thought it clearly hit the ground on the tv and maybe fans disagree with me but it sounds like there may have been a similar reaction in the stadium. I just think people assumed it wasn't. I mean, it was it was such an unlikely interception. But, like, when you saw the replays, his hand was under it and never hit the ground. It was just a crazy, crazy play. So, so, so I have to ask. I have no. to ask. You were standing, and Jeff, welcome to the pod. You were standing right next to Nathan Ernst. What was Nathan's reaction? Oh, dude. Nathan was pretty, like, Nathan was stoic. Nathan was, you know, the big Viking that we know him to be, right? He's, he was just sitting there um, not believing it yet. And I was jumping, I was literally, I had my hands on, Nathan was on my left, my buddy Aaron's on my right. And I am launching myself off their shoulders, up and, up and down, <laughs> freaking out. And they're just kind of waiting because they're both like, you know they're waiting to see if it's real and i'm just like it's real it's happening so yeah nathan was pretty man i think uh one of the things that really uh i mean nathan will give me shit but i do not like getting stuck in the stadium at the end of those games like especially if it's a bad ending so of course you want to book it out of there right so right when he was going for the field goal i started walking out so i could at least not be stuck uh whatever happened and nathan's like you're leaving I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get stuck here. <laughs> so uh, he might give me crap for that. But uh, holy moly, dude. Um, yeah, that was an amazing game. Yeah. You know, the drive afterwards, though, was, uh, was a complete disaster. I, I don't want to focus on the negative because, you know, we won the game and the Rams are a really good fucking football team. But I thought, I thought that game was over when that pitch happened on third down. That, that, you know, ill-timed pitch by Russell. And we gave the Rams another shot oh, yeah. at winning the game. Yeah. And, you know, they, they always say in football, sometimes it's better to be lucky than skilled. And, and I think we won this game partially due to skill. But I think, obviously, luck has a huge factor to play. It does. I mean, you know, you had two supposedly good kickers miss. I mean, what was, what was the one that uh, Zerline missed? Was it 47? It, no, it was – Jeff, wasn't it like 45, I think? 45, right? The, the freaking yeah. uh, delay a game ended up potentially being a game-winning play. Yeah, five yards. You know, that could yeah. have been the difference right there. And you had two kickers miss really makeable kicks. And, you know, I, I know you and I, we were all giving shit about whether Pete should have gone for it. Of course he should have gone for it. But – Myers has to make that kick, right? Like he makes that kick. Definitely. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a sure. totally different it's game. Totally different. And, and and so then you have Zerline. I had zero expectation, zero that he would miss that kick. I mean, did you guys have any thinking that he would miss that kick? 
I was 100% convinced that we, he was going to make it. And this was going to be the saddest post-game podcast of all time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, wow. I mean, what were they saying on the broadcast? I mean, that was, that, that is a all-time game, regular wow. season-wise, at least. I, I can't speak to that because I was screaming so loud that apartment security came in and did a welfare check on me. So Jeff is going to have to take the baton on that one. Oh, man. No, they were in shock. I, I said to my brother who I was watching with right before that kick, I'm like, Zerline never misses these. Literally, he doesn't. At the ball, just tails right. Yeah, I mean, that is just insane. That game, um, that game took 20 years off my life. That was holy crap. And look, guys, you got to give, um, you got to give the Rams credit. I oh, mean, no. Jared Goff played they, an amazing second half. He made some throws that were just ridiculous. And McVay called a great game. Mm-hmm. And as much as we're pissed about our defense and plays that, you know, the Seahawks defense couldn't make, did Aaron Donald have a sack in that game? No, but he was really dominant in the first, like. The first 10, 15 plays, like, they were killing us. But I think Russell was sacked it, once. It, 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 yeah, once they went up tempo more offensively and got just they got rhythm, they kind of settled in on the line. And Jamarco Jones actually played all right. Right, like, did, is it just me or did it? Is it coincidental that their protection got better when Fluker got replaced by Jones? Fluker was struggling. He was. Yeah, he, he was, was crushed. Yeah, no, he was. He, was it Fowler that was absolutely abusing him? Everybody yeah, abuses him. I mean. Far. And Effetti is just a total disaster. I mean, watching him is so hard. I can't believe – I cannot believe we haven't replaced that guy. But – I uh, – no, Brian, just to go on your point on the defense, you know, I'm somebody who actually typically holds the defense to really high standards just because it's Pete Carroll's side of the ball and Pete Carroll's an elite defensive coach. But I, I am going to give them a pass on this game, and I'll tell you why. The Sean McVay-led, you know, Rams offense is good. This offense – their offense – is really fucking good. They just nailed like 45 points on the Bucks last week. They're a good football team. They're one of the best football teams in the NFL. This is not this is not the Arizona Cardinals putting, you know, 30 points on you. They're just a good football team and, and I think you have to tip the cap to them. Yeah, I mean their their receivers made some nice catches. Um it was tough and I mean, man guys, on that last drive Shaquille Griffin read that play so perfectly. I was like, that's got to be it. And he dropped the pick. I thought Jamar Taylor Taylor had a great shot at a pick. Yeah, I was like, McDougal, you're right. He had a play that he didn't like. He almost picked up other woods, got his hand on it. Yeah. Yeah. They can't tackle in space. (sighs) Tackling, not great. How many, how many tackles did Jared Everett break in the middle of the field? Well, Gerald Everett is clearly a Hall of Fame tight end. I mean, let's be honest. The defense, um, the defense isn't good. No. I, I think pass the, rush, the pass rush isn't doing enough. Do we even have a sack today? No, I don't think so. Quentin Jefferson had a couple plays early, and Clowney made a couple things happen, but, like, we're just not getting enough pressure consistently again. No, yeah. I mean, this so, is the worst offensive line and pass protection in the NFL, and we couldn't do a shit against them. That's yeah, so I, 
speaking just while we're on the topic of the offenses, offensive side of the ball, I'm looking at the box score right now, just concluding on several players. I want to call out Russell Wilson, obviously had a phenomenal game. 151.3. We got to say something. Russell Wilson is the MVP of the league right now. What he's doing with this defense and with, without Doug Baldwin and with a, a tight end coming off, like a major injury, who is more valuable to their team right now than Russell? I think he's the MVP of the league right now. That's not well, as a Seahawks fan, fan, I love that. I mean, as a, you know, realist, Patrick Mahomes is pretty freaking good too. But, yeah, but but is he doing more? He's in a high-tempo offense, fold with skill guys and elite pass protection. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. I mean, Russell is playing absolutely MVP caliber football. There's no yeah. doubt about okay. it. He was, he was a miracle worker today. He really yeah, was. Keep going. Sorry to cut you off. No, I was just going through the rest of the box score. I think, obviously, Russell Wilson had a phenomenal game. You know who else had a great game? Chris Carson was a oh, fucking yeah. beast. 27 carries, 120 yards, 4.5 yards per carry. He had a massive game. I don't know how many first downs I counted, but it felt like a lot. Um, how many uh, receiving yards did he have? Receiving yards, he had – Five yards. Uh, it was it was Rashad Penny. You're thinking probably on that, that uh, big reception. Game winning catch. What was that? Was that all in the game winning catch? Those five yards. Yeah, it was yeah, only one reception. Be. So. Why didn't they yeah. get the ball to him? Third and two. Oh, in uh, the last offensive or second to last offensive drive. No, the last one where they did that Russell Wilson pitch. No, I know. That's the second to last, technically, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Can, can okay. I can I bitch for a second about the refs? Oh, like, go I, ahead. I am not a ref basher in general. I'm like, teams win and lose. It's not the refs. And I still believe that. But, geez, Louise, there were some, like, just blatantly obvious. That one series, there were three just – I mean, the false start, he got, like, a full half a second jump. And they didn't call. It was so blatant. And then there was a hold on Shaquille Griffin. Like, there was just, like, really, really bad calls that, that were not – I don't know. It was – it felt like a bad day for the refs. I thought I thought that even the roughing the passer on Russell at the end there. That was a bad probably call. Probably a fair really call, but that was pretty, pretty borderline. I just don't like Clay Matthews, so I was happy to see that. <laughs> of course I was happy about it. But I, I did not think that was a good game for the refs. No, I didn't think the penalty on onset was legit either at the end of the first half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had made the uh, knee. But man, Carson was great tonight. That's a Carson was really that, like he I, I didn't love the fact that they were trying to eat up all that clock on that second to last third to last drive, but they ended up working yeah, out of that. That was over. so weird. That was Dude, so Jeff, stupid. I had a guy behind me in the stands yelling, Yeah, eat up the clock. They're eating up the clock and I'm like you're down five you should yeah. not be eating up the clock and you should not be cheering for them eating up the clock score points it, like it was so stupid what the hell was that third down play like before the touchdown what was that when they ran the I ball I can't remember what was the play they ran the ball to Carson up the middle like third and f- goal from the five Oh, no, wasn't it like third and 11 or something? Yeah, something like that. It was one of the dumbest play calls. It worked out because they went for it on fourth. I think that's the thing. I think they were going for it on fourth regardless. What it yeah. looked like in the stadium, I'm not sure, is it looked like Russell checked to that. Oh, okay. um, well, it, 
it might have been a run pass option, but I'm not sure. They they make things very very hard on us fans. <laughs> oh my god, Evan! Holy crap, dude! What's going through your mind? I am. I'm still a little shocked right now. I feel like I'm hallucinating. It, I don't know if this is what it's like to take drugs, but it kind of feels like it. So um, I'm doing great. Right, I'm doing great right now. I, I I cannot believe like this is such a big fucking win. Last year we were talking about moral victories, losing to the Rams. None of that this year. We want the NFC West. We're gonna fucking take it, and we're gonna step on the Ram throats, and we're gonna take it from them. And you know what? You know how you start it? You start it by by winning tonight. And now you're playing with house money. If you go into LA and beat them, holy shit! But the Seahawks, you know, they could be sitting at the top of the NFC West by by Sunday night. The Niners play. Uh, the Browns in Cleveland, I believe, and they currently sit at undefeated, you know, just having their last bye week last week. But um, just just what a win. I can't get over it. Dude, and guys, the Seahawks are 4-1. and one. When we heard about Jaron Reed getting suspended for the first six games and we looked at that schedule together and we saw at Pittsburgh, we saw, you know, home against the Saints. We saw home against the Rams. You know, at the Browns, we were like, oh, my God, this season could be over before it even starts. They're four and one. And now they're going to go into Cleveland. And I don't assume at all that that's a victory. But, you know, it's not um, for them to go out and end up being five and one when they get Jaron Reed back. Yeah. Yeah. No, you bring up a great point. Sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I just think the path, I think with by whatever Seattle does, it happened when they had Ben in April too. They take a while to figure these guys out. And I remember it took them until like week nine or 10, even before they figured out how to use April and Bennett. And it seems like that sort of thing is happening where these guys they're kind of getting their legs under them. They're playing them at different, they're playing clowny at a lot of different spots. I think that might really open up this defense because right now they just look like they're kind of in preseason mode with them. And if they can, can just kind of turn on. Can we say though, like, I'm curious if you guys agree. I think the Seahawks have played two straight games where they have not shot themselves in the foot and played like idiots. Right. Like there's a play is obviously you'd rather have back or decisions you'd want to change. But you compare the last two games to the first three. It's like night and day, the amount of like self-inflicted wounds that they were dealing with in the beginning. Today, they had the, the fumble from Jerron Brown early. It was like, oh, my God. And, and the Pete decision and the missed field goal, those things. But like compare it to the Saints game, like the, the Seahawks played well today. No, they I mean, didn't. That's what made the whole thing so frustrating that they seemed like they were going to lose at the end. Yeah. They went toe-to-toe with a really, really good team. And just they just need to get better at situational awareness just from the coaching staff, from the team. They're just not good at that. I mean, how do you, yeah. feel, as a, how do you feel as a Rams fan today, Evan? Oh, I'm incredibly disappointed. Incredibly. I, I think the Rams on paper – are probably a better NFL team. I actually, I actually don't think that's really a discussion, but it just goes back to, hey, you know, having a really good quarterback is a really strong competitive advantage. And Russell Wilson balled the fuck out tonight. 
It's just that simple. And, you know, there's just no explaining it. Like, looking at his stats, literally, let's just go over this one more time. 17 of 23, 74% completion rate, 268 yards, four touchdowns, nearly a perfect passer rating, 151.3, and almost 15 yards adjusted net yards per attempt. Wow. And how many rushing yards did he have? Ooh, that's a good question. Rushing yards, he had 32. Eight for 32. Jesus. I mean, the guy was a beast. A beast. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, if, if I'm a Rams fan, I'm really disappointed just because I feel like they had so many opportunities to completely put this game away. You look at the, you, you obviously look at the field goal at the end, like you expect your kicker to make that. You should make that, especially what your offense just did, driving down the field from like their own 15 yard line. Um, I, I think the Rams are a better team, and I, I you know, that'll probably piss some Seahawks fans off. But hey, the Seahawks came away with a dub tonight, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, and and if you're a Rams fan or even a Rams player, I think you look at that game and you're like, we actually played really well and we lost. Yeah. That's kind of a bit, I mean, it wasn't like they gave the game away. They didn't make many mistakes. No, they, they lost almost every drive they had in the second half. So and- you're right, Evan. You could say that they're the better team at the same time. They played, I don't think they, there's a like, a much higher level that they could play and they lost definitely and when you're not just factoring in this week they just got stumped by the you know the the bucks at home last week they dropped like 55 on them so yeah, i think if you're a rams fan it's been a couple week you know it's been a tough couple week stretch whatever screw the rams man i hate them the, and you know what fuck play matthews i hate yeah. him he is such an underrated dirty piece of crap that's the, that little hit on Wilson at the beginning of the game where he just, like, elbowed him in the back of the head. He's been doing this since, like, the 2015 NFC Championship days. Like, trying yeah. to give him concussions. He is a dirtbag, man. Brian, do you know what I'm talking about? I know. You're, I just like hearing you go off. It makes me laugh. It's fucking bullshit. He's, he's perfect. Somebody said this on the timeline earlier. He's, like, perfect with better hair. That's what he is. Oh, I think color of his skin has something to do with how people feel about him too let's not be of course, uh, of course. let's not let's not you know be fools about that i mean of course of course you know yeah it, it, there was a guy behind me saying all sorts of funny things about los angeles people but i, I won't repeat those here but <laughs> but uh i mean it's just crazy guys i mean and i mean yeah, that was a mental game wow like rashad penny I think he deserves kudos. He played a good game. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought Carson played a good game. Disley, again, again, was a big factor. Um, David Moore. Play? Oh, my God. Like, has so I many mean, crazy things happened that we forgot about that? Did you guys think that was a touchdown when you saw it in real time? No, absolutely not. Oh, no. 100% a throwaway. 100%. Yeah. They're – I like it didn't seem physically possible it could have been like the way that that Tyler was running at his speed like it just like it just didn't seem possible I mean that's an amazing amazing play yeah uh, I don't know what's better the throw or the catch well that's Um, where Nathan and I argued really like the throw was great but that catch come on yeah I I mean I don't know many people that could make that catch. 
uh, DK Metcalf obviously had the super explosive 40 yard touchdown. That was super impressive. Um, just going down the stat line. Um, Russell's throwing a Will Disley over the top of that defender. Oh, oh, end of the first half, right? Or was yeah. it second? It was half? right before the uh, infamous screw up. I, I just can't believe how this game went. I just, is, do we, and I think we got to give some, do we give, well, I guess, I guess this is my question. How much, how much credit do you guys give Brian Schoenheimer tonight? It's hard, you it's hard to tell because I thought he called overall a very, very good game. I thought he, he was calling smarter runs and passes. I, I liked how he set up. I liked the tempo, what they did. I like how they adjusted to the blocking, but I just thought, I don't know if this is Pete or this is him, but just some of the situational stuff is just mind blowing. I agree with you. I mean, how many yards did they end up with, Evan? Like close to 500, I bet. Yeah. Ooh, um, that is a good question. I do not know. Um, it's, yeah, 400-something. That's it. Wow. Like 31 before Pete made that decision to kick. They run the ball behind Jamarco Jones and not Dwayne Brown and Fitzpatrick. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely plays to be critical of. It's hard to, like, you look at 30 points and um, – Yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good game. And almost I, 500 yards. Like, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, and I thought I thought that if you look at the Metcalf touchdown and what drew the guy wide open, the design of that play was really, really good because they completely confused the two defensive backs. And if you look at how Lockett ran his route – it completely fooled both their players. That was all on the design. And that's why Metcalf just ran completely free. Yeah, so they had they had 429 total yards, um, 12 passing first downs, 10 rushing first downs, um, averaged actually almost a full yard less than the Rams in yards per play, which I think sounds about right. They went 75% in the red zone, whereas the Rams went 60%. They had five penalties for 45 yards. Uh, the Rams had six penalties for 45 yards. And the Seahawks won the time of possession battle, 35 minutes, 18 seconds, to 24 minutes, 42 seconds. Five penalties for the Seahawks is, like, near record-breaking. Like, Did Jermaine Ifedi have a penalty tonight? He penalized my eyes on multiple occasions. <laughs> He was so bad, dude. Yeah, but I mean, he literally, like, I just no, he did not. I don't think he did, but I did just watch like his basically the Jermaine Effetti play is you just watch him run after his player, like as the as the player goes and just destroys one of the Seahawks, and he just chases after him. That's that's Jermaine Effetti. It's like uh, Brian. I'm sorry to cut you off. I have a question in the chat that is absolutely making me laugh hysterically and I'm going to pinpoint this one on you who is having a better season at free safety Tedrick Thompson or Earl Thomas after tonight's game oh <laughs> I love it dude that's great that's great. I mean, it's a well, serious question though it's a serious question though because Earl Thomas has had like a disastrous start to, at the Ravens well the thing is, is Tedrick wouldn't need to pull up on a, a big running play to worry about his hamstrings because he couldn't catch anybody anyway. So, um, but I, it, he, look, he made the play that mattered. 
you know um there's a bunch of plays he did not make and i'm not gonna go after all those but i my opinion of him as a player has not changed but i'm just so happy for him that he made that play i'm happy for us that he made that play yeah we've been we've been very critical of him uh jeff were there any other players that stood out to you to you tonight outside of the big contributors russell carson disley anybody else stand out to you tonight I thought Al Woods made a couple of really, really good games. Yeah. That play, uh, that two, two point, point conversion. conversion. I think that was all Al Woods. He's a guy that Brian, especially, has been really high on. Um, I thought Bobby made a couple more impact plays than usual. He'd been kind of struggling. I thought he made some big tackles in the backfield. He made a good coverage play. Second, the defense was just so bad in the second half. McVay adjusted to something that they weren't playing nickel and just tore. He just figured something out and they torched them. That was hard to watch how bad their defense was and how soft their zones were at the end of the game, how much space they gave them. That was hard. That was hard to watch. They don't have the players to play like that. Uh, Michael Dixon. Michael Dixon was a lot better tonight. Yes. Key freaking sequence in the game. Yeah, that swung. It was right when things were about to get out of hand for the Seahawks when the Rams were starting to take over. Dixon pins them inside the one and they score that big touchdown right on there. That that kept them in the game at a critical time. He just had a couple other punts where he was getting rushed and he was able to, I didn't think he had one bad punt all night. That's a Google great, Lottie. great Google call out. Had that great yeah. stop on the, on the one yard line. I think that was the Michael Dixon punt that you were referring to. And Travis yeah. Homer had a good tackle on coverage on that last, I mean, it ended up not mattering because they brought the ball down the field anyway, but. Um, <laughs> Brian, how about you? Any other standout players that kind of went under the radar and caught your eye? No, Jeff hit him. Dixon was the guy I was thinking about. I mean, I think I just remember thinking that play was just that was a huge sequence. And we talk about it all the time, but the the Seahawks defense, just even the good Seahawks defenses of the past, never seem to be able to hold offenses back when they're pinned back at their own end zone. It's almost always that they let them out. The one thing I'll give this defense credit for this year is they've been pretty good about that. When they have a team pinned down, they've generally held them back there. And uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that was great to see. But uh, So I've got a follow-up question. Sorry, go ahead. One more thing. I'll just say David Moore. I thought David Moore on that touchdown, you know, he was – that was that was not a sure bet. And uh, he, looked, he looked like a player that could do something with the ball after the catch. That was nice to see. So a question that came up in the chat, do the Seahawks have a right guard competition after Jamarco Jones play tonight? Jeff, what are your thoughts? Yeah, sure. I would like to see him get more snaps and see if that was legit. The pass pro, I don't know if it was a fluke or if everything else got going, but the pass protection really improved once Jamarco Jones came. They really calmed down as a unit. And I didn't see him really whiff at all. And the run game was pretty good against a much better run defense this year than the crappy one the Seahawks torched last year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'd like to see him get more snaps there. Or maybe I'd like to see him get snaps at right tackle or George Fan get snaps at right tackle. But to answer the question, I don't. I think they're going to go back to Fluker. That's just the way Solari likes his guards. But uh, why not? The guy looked pretty good today against a very good front. So let's assume for a second Fluker's out for a while. <clears throat> I don't know if he is, but let's assume he is. I'm going to ask. Uh, uh, I'm going to. Yes, there's a competition for sure. We'll see what happens. I would bet Ethan Posick is going to get, you know, back into the mix. They have ten days till the next game, so we'll see. But let me ask you this: 
given the option of Jamarco Jones at right guard and Jermaine Fetty at right tackle, or Jamarco Jones at right tackle and Jermaine Fetty at right guard, which would you pick? I don't feel comfortable moving Ifedi. I really don't. So I think that answers my answers the question from my end. How about you, Jeff? I picked none of them. Do we have to play with the right side of the offensive line? Can we just put I just this lease there? I think I'd rather what they had tonight. I know Fetty when he played right guard last year was far, was if you can imagine even worse than right tackle. He was awful. Yeah, that game, it was either, I think it was the Niners, or I can't remember who it was, week 17. It was so unwatchable. The reason I kind of want that is because if you can get anyone to play right tackle, and then let's say Fluker gets back healthy, maybe they realize that uh, finally that Fetty's the problem, and and Fetty gets replaced when Fluker comes back instead yeah, of nice. Mark Jones. That's my only thing. Like I just want someone out at right tackle other than Fetty so that they realize how, like, I mean, I just don't get it. I don't get it. You guys, we always talk about coaching criticism and like I'm defending the coaches and I'm a coach apologist. There's a ton of places I can't stand what the coaches do. We just have different places we focus. That's one for me. I just, I don't get it. And I don't think I ever will. Um, It just makes no sense. Um, I do want to shout out Keith Stone in the YouTube chat. Thank you for donating $10 to us. Really appreciate it. For anybody that is listening uh, or is just a first timer or is a repeat listener, we're super thankful, super grateful for you guys. You guys can support us at patreon.com slash hawkblogger. We donate a frick ton of money to charity. We try to donate at minimum $10,000 every year to Ben's fund. We aim for $20,000. And it's a great way to support the show. We all have lives and work and jobs outside of this. So if you feel like supporting the show, supporting all the great content we're producing, uh, we would love for you to subscribe, support us on Patreon, uh, share the pod with a friend, family member, stuff like that. That is that is all super appreciated. So thank you, Keith Stone, in the chat. Super appreciate it. Hey, also, just while I was mentioning it, actually, Nathan Sheets, who is a different person, just donated another $10 in the YouTube chat. He says, hey, y'all, I love the post-game streams. Keep up the great work. Not getting that third and second on that last drive nearly gave me a heart attack. Not to oh, God. Goal. So you're right, Nathan. It gave me a heart attack, too, and oh. it caused apartment security to do a welfare check on me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> All right, guys, I got I to gotta hop, but uh, amazing, amazing game. Uh, I, thank you for hosting the pod, and, uh, oh, man, uh, enjoy. Enjoy the Brian, thank you so much for tuning in, jumping on. We appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your night. Cheers. All right, cheers. Wow. Um, wow. I'm, like, still frazzled. I'm, I'm sorry for all, all the listeners who are, like, watching us right now. I feel all over the oh, place. Man. My emotions. I feel – I feel like this is like taking drugs. <laughs> I have no idea what that is like, but it feels like it. It's uh, it's complete ecstasy. So I'm I, I can't believe what what happened tonight. Um, Jeff, are there any other points that you wanted to hit on that we didn't we didn't discuss? I know you guys probably discussed this, but Pete not going not going for that fourth and one was so fucking stupid. And oh, 
I, I need to hammer this in for a second because Brian was going at us in the thread again, and he doesn't understand to understand the uh, act of decision making and the act of making good decisions, not just results of them. But man, that play really swung the game. Like the Seahawks were dominating them. They could have pretty much put the game away at that point. Not only did they give the ball back on the missed field goal, but they gave the Rams time to score a big seven points that really mattered at the end because people in our thread were like, oh, the Myers field goal would be nice right now, huh? They didn't seem to factor the fact that they let the Rams score there too. So that was so dumb. And we were so rattled after that Saints game and Pete's comments about like being mad about going for a fourth and one when he shouldn't have. He's not learning the right lessons. That was really stupid. And that really opened the door to what ended up being an absolutely insane game. But the Seahawks were kicking their ass at that point. Like they mm. could have really. And I just want to affirm what you said, Jeff. If you're on the opponent 30, fourth and one, Chris Carson is balling. I know he took the shot, long-winded shotgun handoff and didn't convert on third down. But Chris Carson is running over dudes. You know, you you know the Rams are going to get the ball. They're going to receive the ball post-halftime. You don't want to give them an opportunity to score before the end of the half. You know, honestly, it really the reason you go for it on fourth and one is not even to put up a touchdown or a field goal. It's to wind out the clock and Correct. make sure the Rams don't score before the Which end of the half. You, exactly. So, like, obviously, obviously you want to put up points in that situation, but it's really about making sure the Rams don't put up points in that situation. That's so, what people don't seem to understand. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the kick rather than the bad decision. And, and to be honest with you, I was so pissed off about it. I was ranting so much on Twitter. I apologize for everybody that had to deal with my bullshit. But um, I don't want to harp too much on it because guess what? We got the dub. We're four yeah. and one. Yeah. The Seahawks was, are four and one. I was so, so pissed at that with those two things and how that fourth, that third, fourth, third and two call where they did the flip to lock it. Like that, that wasn't the call, obviously, but that was so stupid. But again, yeah, let's not focus on the negatives. That's one yeah. of the best Seahawks games, maybe the best Thursday night football game ever. Yeah, I uh, I can't get over that game, but that's about it, I think, for the show, guys. Super appreciate everybody tuning in. I am going to go to In and Out and celebrate. Yeah, I cannot wait. Hell yeah, baby! My my stomach is smaller, but I'm gonna try and pack in like four double doubles tonight. I'm, oh, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm gonna go hard. Yeah, no, I sweat out that game. The Seahawks nearly gave me a heart attack during that game. Now I'm going to go finish the job and actually give myself a heart attack. So, um, like I said, like I said, everybody, uh, please support the show. We super, super appreciate your support. Anything you can do on patreon.com slash hawkblogger. Literally $5 a month is huge. Uh, we have tons of costs with the show, different software, different systems we use. Um, people we pay to be guests on the show, come on the show. Um, content that Rain City Series, Will Cornell produces, Cable Thanos produces. We try to support them too, along with all the stuff we do with charity. So um, please just, uh, you know, and if you can't, if you can't subscribe on Patreon, that's totally fine, totally cool. Um, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, tell somebody about the show. We would super, super appreciate it. So with that said, the Seahawks beat the Rams 30 to 29. The Seahawks are four and one. And they're about to make a goddamn Super Bowl run. Go Hawks.